Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 869, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 19. Let's read the passage. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me, tried me, and saw my works for forty years. Therefore I was provoked to anger with that generation, and said they will always go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. So I swore by anger that they will not enter my rest. Watch out, brothers and sisters, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage each other daily while it is still called today, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. For we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end the reality that we had at the start. As it is said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who heard and rebelled? Wasn't it all who came out of Egypt under Moses? With whom was God angry for forty years? Wasn't it those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. This is the letter, the sermon to the Hebrews to the Jewish Christians who are experiencing persecution because of their Christianity in the Roman Empire. And they are tempted to fall back to Judaism. Judaism is tolerated by the Roman Empire. The author is arguing that that is pointless because only hope is in Jesus Christ. Christ is superior to the angels. You see angels throughout the Old Testament and they're very important, but Christ is superior to them. Christ is superior to Moses. The whole Jewish law is from Moses, and so that which Christ brings is superior to all of that. So why leave Christ and go to something inferior, something which will not count? So today we enter this second admonition. The first admonition was back in chapter 2. Be careful lest we drift away and not escape God's punishment. Now it's be careful lest we harden our hearts and fail to enter God's rest. We hear this rest issue here, and what's he talking about? Well, for the Israelites, the rest was the promised land. They were on their way to the promised land. It was going to be a great place to be. It was God's reward for them, God's promise for them. For us, it's heaven. It's eternity with God in the presence of Jesus Christ. The author refers to this as God's rest. Let's pick it up in chapter 3, verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, now he's going to quote from Psalm 95, verses 7 through 11. And notice, he doesn't say from Psalm. He says, the Holy Spirit says. And this is his view. The entire Old Testament is the word of God. So it's not a matter the psalmist says. It's a matter that God says. The Holy Spirit says. And he says, today if you hear his voice. So this is the beginning of the Psalm 95 passage, verse 7. And it's appropriate now as it was when the psalmist wrote it. Today, if you hear his voice, meaning 
this is something important to be dealt with right now, not something to think about down the road. Today, act on this now. Verse 8, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me, tried me, saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked to anger with that generation and said that they always go astray in their hearts and they have not known my ways. Well, the incident addressed here is the incident in Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. If we actually read that passage, the entire Israelite community left the wilderness of sin, moving from one place to the next, according to the Lord's command. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So the people complained to Moses, give us water to drink. Why are you complaining to me? Moses replied to them. Why are you testing the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water and grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you ever bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what shall I do with these people? In a little while they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, go on ahead of the people. Take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take the staff you struck the Nile with in your hand and go. I'm going to stand there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. When you hit the rock, water will come out of it and the people will drink. Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. He named the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites complained because they tested the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? So here you see the issue, the testing of the people complaining, is the Lord with us or not? A lack of faith, doubt, will God honor his promises? They're saying, no, it doesn't seem that God does honor his promises. And so here in Exodus 17, we see Massa and Meribah, the names of the place. And we also see that in Psalm 95, Massa and Meribah. Now here, it's changed a little bit. So it says, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. If you look in your Psalm 95, it says, do not harden your hearts as at Massa. The Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, changes in, instead of Massa has the rebellion. And instead of Meribah says the day of testing. But the incident is this incident of the people grumbling, testing the Lord, lack of faith. And that is their sin, a lack of faith toward God. And so in verse 10, there forty years, therefore I was provoked to anger with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts. So it's a lack of faith, a lack of trust in God. And it's because, as it says in verse 10, they have not known my ways. So in their heart, they didn't really know God. So then verse 11, still in the quote from Psalm 95, So I swore in my anger they will not enter my rest. Now this is a stronger word for anger than the anger in verse 10, where I was provoked to anger. The straight translation is anger there. The word is translated anger in verse 11, often is translated as wrath. So it's a much stronger anger. And here, this is still in Psalm 95. It's a shift, though, from the incident in Exodus 17 with the grumbling about water to the incident in Numbers 14, where they 
were at the edge of the promised land and were ready to enter the promised land. And Moses sent the twelve spies into the promised land to scout things out. They came back, and two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, let's go do it. Where the other ten said, it's too hard. People there are like giants, whereas it's very scary, and I don't think we can do this. Where Caleb and Joshua said, well, it's not up to us. God said do it, so God's going to make it happen. Let's go do it. But the ten who said no swayed all the people. The people said, no, let's not do it. It's too scary. And that's where God said, okay, you have an unbelieving generation here. Nobody in this generation over the age of 20 will enter the promised land. So that's why they then wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, the unfaithful generation to die off. And only those who were below the age of 20 would enter into the promised land, except for Caleb and Joshua. So that's where in verse 11 here, so I swore in my anger, they will not enter my rest, meaning they will not enter the promised land. And this was because of their sin. And what was their sin? They didn't trust God. They hardened their hearts. So then that's the end of the Psalm 95 passage. And verse 12, watch out, brothers and sisters, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So the encouragement here is don't be like the unbelieving generation of the Israelites who died in the wilderness. They turned away from the living God because they had unbelieving hearts. Don't be that way. Verse 13. But encourage each other daily while it is still called today, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. So here we see this reference to day again. So today, do it today. It is now. This is important. You can't put it off. You must encourage one another because it's very easy to get distracted and lose faith in the Lord. Verse 14, For we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end the reality we had at the start. Now, this, this is a key passage here, and we have to understand how the author views salvation. In our context, generally we say, Okay, I was not saved. I came to Christ in faith was forgiven of my sins, now I am saved. And that is an okay way to view it. But his view of things is not that way. It's those who are saved are those who remain faithful to the Lord. We say, well, if you don't remain faithful, you were never saved. Well, yeah, but his view is that's what determines who is saved, those who remain faithful to the Lord. So the challenge here is remain faithful to the Lord. Verse 15. As it is said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. This is that quote from Psalm 95 again, repeating that don't be like the faithless generation of Israelites in the wilderness. Don't harden your heart and turn away from the Lord. Verse 16, for who heard and rebelled? Wasn't it all who came out of Egypt under Moses? So he's got these three questions here. Who was that not entering God's rest about? Well, it was about the generation that came out of Egypt. Verse 17. With whom was God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it with those who sinned and whose bodies fell in the wilderness? 
verse 18. And to whom did he swear they would not enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? Verse 19. So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. So he's just having an exposition here of Psalm 95. This faithless generation that came out of Egypt, they didn't trust God. They didn't believe God. They complained. They grumbled. And when God said it was time for them to enter the promised land, they said, no, it can't be done. And God's not going to do it for us. And so they died in the wilderness. And the challenge here is don't be like them to where you don't trust God. You turn away from God. You harden your heart toward God. And you then miss out on what he calls the rest. That generation missed out on the promised land because they didn't believe God was going to take them to the promised land. Don't turn away from God, harden your heart against God, and miss out on the rest that he has for us. That is eternity with him in heaven. They're tempted to turn away from Christ, turn back to Judaism. And the author's making the point here, no, that would be just like the faithless generation in the wilderness, turning away from God and missing what God had offered them. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.